You are listening to You Were Made for This, the podcast to help transform your relationships into the best they can be. Welcome to You Were Made for This. If you find yourself wanting more from your relationships, you've come to the right place. Here you'll discover practical principles you can use to experience the life-giving relationships you were made for. And now here's your host, John Sertalic. Hey, thank you, Carol. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 35, Relationships and a Lawnmower. Today we'll be looking at a relationship lesson I learned, a transcendent relationship lesson from the world of lawnmowers of all places. If you've been a regular listener around here, you may recall a few episodes back in episode 32 where I talked about how we were all made for relationships. And one characteristic of a fulfilling and life-giving relationship is that it has an element of transcendence to it. I'll have a link to that episode in the show notes for any new listeners who may want to check it out. Transcendence, as I mentioned in episode 32, is about rising above our limits or normal ways of doing things. It's about getting beyond our natural inclination to be self-centered rather than other-centered. It's to stretch ourselves relationally. If you wonder what transcendence looks like in a relationship and you want to know how to make more of your relationships transcendent, stay tuned. I'll explain and give you an example in a story I was involved with recently. It's a story centered around a lawnmower. One of the few household chores that I actually enjoy is mowing our lawn. I enjoy mowing our lawn because it gives me a sense of accomplishment. You know, you look out there, you see what it looks like before you start, and when you finish cutting, you've actually accomplished something. And on days where I sometimes don't really feel like I'm accomplishing anything else, to have a cleanly cut lawn um, gives me a sense of satisfaction. So I actually enjoy mowing the lawn. However, I have these twin grandsons, uh, Grant and George. They're now 17. And several years ago, they were looking to pick up some money. And so I hired them to cut our grass. And they really do a good job. They take turns. And uh, during the school year, I do more of it than, uh, than they do because they've been in class and have homework and all of that. Uh, but during the summer, when uh, in the height of the growing season, uh, they take care of our lawn. For a long time now, they've commented about how they like using my lawnmower so much better than their dad's lawnmower that they use at home to cut their own grass. This all came to a head recently when they went into a great deal of detail about the sorry state of their father's lawnmower. It's hard to start. There are parts that keep falling out of it. It slows down unexpectedly, so you have to wait until it revs up to the normal speed, and it takes forever to finish cutting the grass. They went on and on and on about about this lawnmower. Well, a few weeks ago, their parents were out of town on a business trip, and we were kind of watching them, and the, the boys were over cutting the grass, and they brought up again about their own lawnmower being so terrible. So I said to them, hey, why don't we surprise your dad and, and take your, your dad's lawnmower in for repair? It, it probably just needs a few adjustments. You know, maybe use some Windex like the, the father in my big fat Greek wedding <laughs> used. 
they they would have none of it. Uh, they said, no, it's it's really not worth repairing. Well, I, I, I texted their mother on the business trip, and, and she said the same thing. She mentioned that uh, they've had this mower for over 10 years, and it's been taken into uh, the repair shop multiple times. And while it had served them well over the years, it was just time to get a new mower. So with that and talking further with the boys, they, they convinced me their dad needed a new lawnmower. But the key phrase uh, that, that, uh, that I heard during that whole conversation from the boys was this, and I think I'm paraphrasing it pretty accurately, when they told me in making their case for getting a new lawnmower, here's what they said. What's dad going to do when we're off to college next year and he's going to have to mow the lawn himself? It's going to take him forever. This mower is totally unreliable. Well, I'll come back to this uh, sentence in a, in a minute uh, because it's rather important. I found out that they had already been looking at new mowers and our son Michael had found one, but it was a little beyond what uh, his wife Hope uh, said that they could afford. Well, we talked to the boys and uh, and talked with Hope and we put our heads together and each of the boys kicked in some money uh, Jan and I kicked in some money, and Hope agreed to buy uh, to pay the rest, and that we would give it to our son Michael as a birthday gift. Now, if you're listening today to today's episode in real time, it's September 25th, which happens to be our son's birthday this very day, September 25th. But we all decided to give him the lawnmower three weeks before his birthday because the grass was growing and it needed to be cut. Well, the point of this whole story, and what touches me most about it, is when they were talking about uh, replacing the mower, when they said, what's dad going to do when we're off to college next year and he's going to have to mow the lawn himself? This gripped me on several different levels. For one thing, they saw that there was a problem that needed to be fixed now so that their dad wouldn't have to deal with it when they were gone. They were worried about him having to use this piece of junk that (laughs) that they were using uh, to cut the grass. You know, their anxiety about that, thinking about that, was palpable. Their concern genuine. Here they were 17-year-old boys thinking like this, which was so beyond themselves thinking about the future and what their absence would mean to their fathers in this one area. This is what a transcendent relationship looks like when we think beyond ourselves. You know, when I was 17 and thinking about leaving home for college, the last thing on my mind was who was going to mow the lawn that I used to cut and who else was going to pick up the slack for my absence and availability for household chairs. How did these boys, my grandsons, come to think like they did, thinking about their dad and thinking about the implications of their leaving? How did they come to think about the needs of another person? This just isn't normal for for 17-year-old males. This is transcendent relating. You know, they think about my needs, too. They care for me as well. You know, I I always have the sense they are looking out for me, Uh, They come over at Thanksgiving, for example, to haul up our uh, artificial Christmas tree from the basement, which is rather bulky and heavy. And then uh, shortly after New Year's, uh, they take it down. And I rarely ever have to to ask them for help. They just do it. Uh, 
and they help Jana decorate the tree, knowing that that's not her favorite thing in the world to do. But when they uh, come over to help do that, it's really a lot of fun. Well, how did how did they get like this? How did how did they get to be so abnormal? I first saw it when we used to take them to grade school one morning a week. We'd pick them up at their home and drive over to their grade school and watch them get out of the car, and and, uh, they'd go to the front door entrance. And every time, they would uh, hold the door open for teachers or other adults right behind them. No other kid did that. In fact, at parent-teacher conferences, uh, the teachers commented to our son and daughter-in-law, about about that. They just were really impressed with that character. You know, in all of this, the boys were demonstrating level four relationship skills that I talked about in episode 14. You know, that episode uh, about being unconsciously competent. Um, it's found in, um, as I mentioned, episode 14, relationship skills level four. There'll be a link uh, to the show notes for that episode at the end. What, what kid does these kinds of things, and, and how, do they, how do they get like that? Well, a couple of thoughts come to mind. One, one answer, I think, is certainly their parents. Uh, their parents modeled for them the behaviors that I described. That, that's certainly evident, and they watched, and they were taught. Uh, another thing is that the boys were prayed over by their parents and grandparents. Uh, a long time ago, our daughter-in-law, who's a graphic designer, uh, developed a card. Uh, it was a prayer card, and it had their photos uh, at the top of the card, and and also with their cousin Nathan on it as well, uh, across the top. And there was a prayer for each of them for each day of the month, all thirty-one days. I'll I'll give you uh, the prayer for today, the the twenty-fifth of the month, for example, and it and it goes like this. It's very short. Uh, please and pl- praying to the Lord that uh, to please enable our grandchildren to choose friends of good character, and so be blessed. Well, over seventeen years, if you pray that, pray those prayers every month. You know, it, you you just see God God answering them. Another another explanation for why the, the boys are like this is uh, it's part of their value system to think about the needs of others. Family is important to them, honoring one's parents, honoring one's relatives. And the whole idea of of anticipating a problem and looking for a solution now, while it's a little problem before it becomes a big problem, is something that's part of who they are and part of what they've been taught. And to anticipate the needs of another without asking, well, what do you need, is also part of their value system. One final answer that I have as to why our grandsons are the way they are that goes beyond how they were parented is that their parents just got lucky with having two boys that were easy to raise, and they and they have been. I know other parents who have done all the things that my uh, son and daughter-in-law have done. They've done all the right things, and their kids turn out just the opposite of our grandkids. You know, what I'm suggesting is not a parenting prescription. Do this and you'll get, you do X and you'll get Y. What I'm talking about is simply a description of what a transcendent relationship looks like. When the boys made the comment, 
what will my dad do next year when we're away in college and he's going to have to mow the grass himself? It's just a description. It's what a transcendent relationship looks like. Well, Janet and I took the boys to buy the lawnmower. We put it in our car and we delivered it to our son three weeks before his birthday. He was so happy and his happiness spilled over onto all of us. Our joy came not from the lawnmower, but from seeing what a home run it was with our son as a recipient and seeing the joy in his sons in being the gift giver to their father. Well, what does this all mean? What, what, how is this a, is a lesson? Let me, let me just share with you what, what I learned from this whole escapade. And it goes like this. If two 17-year-old teenage boys can think and care about people like our grandsons Grant and George do, I think I can too. And so can you. And just thinking about the future needs of their dad, it brought out the best in the boys. And it can work the same for me when I anticipate the needs of others. And the same can work for you too. You know, it doesn't always happen, but every now and then there is real joy in doing things for other people, even when it's unexpected, as it was when we all chipped in to buy the new lawnmower for Michael, our son. He had no idea that that was coming. I also learned that we can be a positive influence on the people who are watching us, like the boys are with their 14-year-old sister, Eleanor. More people are watching us than we realize. We have more opportunities to reflect the image of Christ than we can ever imagine. Well, before I close, here's the main takeaway from today's episode, our show in a sentence. There is joy to be found when we reflect the transcendent character of God by going beyond and outside of ourselves to anticipate the needs of another and then do what we can to help meet that need. Here, here's something you can do in response to today's show. Here's a quick win for you. Pray that God would bring to mind, your mind, someone with a need and what role he wants you to play in meeting that need, and, and to do so in a manner that goes above and beyond what your natural tendency would be. If you hate using the telephone, who could you call today? If it feels like prying when you ask a hurting person how they are doing, push the envelope and ask anyway. If you're getting together with people at a restaurant, invite them to your house instead. All of this is what transcendent relationships look like. Before I leave you with our relationship quote of the week, I want to thank you for joining us today in this faith community of people who care about transforming their relationships into the best they can be, who care about showing the world the character of Jesus through our relationships. I'm so glad you are one of us. You can help us spread the word about what we are doing by leaving a review in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're at it, please subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any episode when they come out each week. Above all, always remember what you are made for. You were made for this. Relationships that, T, 
transcend our natural inclination to focus on self in ways that give us a glimpse of what God is like, that H honors others as we bring out the best in people, where we I initiate with others instead of waiting for them to initiate with us, and where we S selflessly serve those God has placed in our path. We were made for this. And finally, to close today's show, here's our relationship quote of the week. It comes to us from Tim Keller, who said, We are so instinctively and profoundly self-centered that we don't think we are. Tim Keller. Well, that's all for today. See you next week.